Welcome to Respect My Crown. Now, Respect My Crown is a community designed to support women who desire to step into the abundance that awaits them. We know that now is the time to manifest our visions, realize our dreams, and accomplish our goals. Respect My Crown is a support system that encourages women to deepen in spirituality, sisterhood, and accountability and service. Our very special guest today for our first podcast is a woman who inspires others to live their best life. She is an amazing human being. I say that not because I'm reading it, but because I know it, <laughs> okay? Uh, she is a powerful speaker. She's an author of the book, Unthinkable, which is what we're going to talk about a little bit later in the show. She is also the co-pastor of the Fountain of Praise Church in Houston, Texas. We want to welcome Pastor Mia Wright to the show. Hey, JJ. Hey. Thank you for having me on your podcast. She always looks so amazing. We were just talking about hairstyles today. I decided to go blonde and I'm still trying to get used to it. Oh yeah. But once you go blonde, you just get stuck in there. You're like, oh my God. I love this. Blondes yeah. do have more fun. It is true. And you know why? You know why I think why? so? Why? Because you're freer with yourself yeah. in a sense, especially if you lighten your hair to go blind. Yeah. Blonde, you're you're almost like, I don't care what other people think. Yeah. It's kind of like hitting, it hitting 40 or hitting 50. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, I don't it's care like, what other people think. I, don't care. I like it. Yeah. I'm good with me. Yes. And you're just really good with yourself. That's, you know what? I believe that because when I walked out of the salon, my stylist has been wanting me to do this forever. And when I walked out of the salon, I felt so bold like you know exactly. what like hey this is the new me and i'm ready for it so, yeah yeah thank you you'll have more fun because you'll be freer yeah um were there ever times you know growing up where you had this vision for your life you know i know this is what i'm gonna be doing or you know we know that plans change and goals change mm -hmm. but can you share a moment where you just knew this is what i'm gonna be doing but god had a different plan Oh, absolutely. When I was 18, I remember being in a beauty pageant, Miss East Austin. Hey. And, um, <laughs> first runner up. Um, and they asked, you know, what do you want to be? And I was like, I want to be an OBGN because yeah. I want to birth new life. Ooh. And it, it is just so, sounds sweet. Uh, no, it sounds good. You know, I want to birth babies, right? But um, as I look at it, God has me in a different area but I'm still birthing and yeah. rebirthing life. Yeah. And so I didn't stray so far away from there. When I went to college, I was started out pre-med, but then I went to pharmacy and I was okay. in pharmacy school for a year, but I was also engaged to someone and I was being pressured to hurry up and get out so we can get married and, oh, you know, wow. move on with your life. Yeah. And, and glory to God, I didn't marry this guy, you know, because <laughs> I think I talk about him a little bit in my book, but he, he had some really serious problems yeah. and um, he eventually committed suicide. Are you serious? Yes. And, and he was homicide. He had homicidal, suicidal tendencies. Oh my and that was when it was time for me to get out of that relationship. Yeah. Right. But, um, while that time while I was there, I wanted to go into pharmacy, you know, I wanted to work. I worked in the pharmacy at the same time and I really didn't like it, but I was still like, I'm pressing my way through this. And so when I graduated, I actually ended up in pharmaceuticals, but in a different role and something that suited my personality and my lifestyle. Yeah. And that was in sales. Oh, wow. And then I went into training. So again, here I am developing people. Yeah. And, yeah. um, 
and to see what I do today as a pastor, as an author, as a leader, as a speaker, I'm really, um, I'm shocked in some ways, but I'm not in others. Because when I go to the fundamental of what was it that I said I wanted to do and be in life, yeah. I wanted to birth people. Yeah. And that's what God has given me. It's just in a whole different arena. Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm not birthing that. babies. I'm birthing I spirits and new life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's so interesting you say that because when we think about, you know, God giving us the desires of our heart, yeah. it's like, yeah, that is still the desire. It may not look like what you what thought you it thought. was going to look yeah. like. And we know we go through that often where you're like, oh, I got this plan. And you just imagine. Imagine God sitting back, just shaking his head like, that's mm. a real cute plan you got there. <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> not going to happen. happen, girl. So I grew up in AME Church. Um, then as my mother moved around, we ended up in Baptist churches. And there were um, churches where they would never consider right. a woman pastor at all. Mm. And, you know, and the pastors were, I mean, just adamant. No way a woman should be on this stage right Right, exactly have you encountered through your experience you know maybe in the beginning stages Mm -hmm. um maybe conflicts between family and friends who were like "Mm -mm, no you not (laughs) oh yeah I grew up in that very traditional mindset with that as a in a Baptist church um I literally watched my grandfather push an older woman down he was old too at the time (laughs) but he she came up and she grabbed the microphone you know well it was during the time, you know, where you could have the invitation and they would allow you to have oh, testimony. To talk, yeah. <laughs> so he placed the microphone in her face and she, she took the microphone. She said, Pastor, the Lord has called me to preach. Uh-oh. And he took that mic from her. He wrestled it and he publicly shamed her oh for making this profession of what she felt God had spoken to her life. Yeah. And as a 16 year old girl, I'm sitting in the audience and I'm seeing this. So resonating in my mind when God says, preach my word and I literally heard his voice tell me this mm-hmm. preach my word and and it came at a time that I knew God was going to do something and I had stepped out on faith and I left my good paying corporate job my Ooh, real, real good the real one the real good one <laughs> and I left it because I felt that God was saying he wanted me to u- be used in ministry he wanted to grow our church even more mm-hmm. and my my positioning would be very important in that and I had to trust him and so I left my job um, I didn't leave empty handed. I left at, at the end of an announcement of a third merger and my position was going to relocate. Oh. So I left with a severance package that took care of my family Ooh. for a couple years. So there it was a go. very nice leaving. <laughs> so sometimes people say, I just gave it up all and I'm going to serve God full time. And I said, God never calls anybody to part time <laughs> ministry. It's always full time ministry. Yeah. But whether or not it's vocational ministry is a different story. Okay. Okay. So, but I didn't know what I was going to do. And I was just trusting Julian, trusting and believing that God was going to use me in some way. But I thought it would be more ministry. Administrative. Yeah. We hired in somebody else to do the administrative work, and I did not know a thing about what he was doing. Oh. So I realized that's not my position. Yeah. And so seeking God, when he said, preach my word, then this whole memory came back mm-hmm. of my grandfather wrestling this woman. No, you need to go back and hear from God because God doesn't call women to preach. Yeah. I'd never experienced a woman preacher. And I applaud the AME church for all the efforts that they do use all God's people, all those gifts in the church yeah. and how, you know, they include everyone. And there are some other churches and denominations that do that. But I was part of a traditional church that didn't believe in it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So when God told me that I had to fight that paradigm, 
had to really push through. And I'm just encouraging somebody through my story of, of being able to trust God beyond what you could think was your boundaries, your limits, your box that yep. people said you could or could not do. Mm-hmm. And so even members of my family, I come from a, a family with a whole lineage of preachers. Mm. And my grandfather was a pastor. All of his brothers, several of his brothers were pastor. Almost all of my male first cousins were are preachers oh, and wow. pastors. My brother's <laughs> a preacher. And so all of them had gone before me. Mm-hmm. And in the time when God called me, nobody believed me. Yeah. So my family did. I didn't have the support from the extension of my family because they were looking at me like, God's not going to use me like that girl. Why? Yeah. And it took one of my, my first cousin, who was the oldest one, first, first cousin uh, to be born. Uh, first grandson for my grandfather. When he was listening to some tapes that I had sent tapes that go back, right? There were these things called tapes, guys, where they were like rectangle. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) He was listening to some tapes that I sent to his mother while she was sick. She wanted me to send some prayers to her. And Mm. one I sent was a sermon. And he called me and he said, girl, girl, he goes, you were, you were. And the words were on coming out. And he goes, you were preaching. (laughs) <laughs> and it was like, that was the moment that broke it yeah. in my family. Mm. It, it broke it. Just his word of affirmation of what I was doing. God put that in his mouth. God yes. put intentional for him to hear yes. that sermon and not just the prayer. But he said, I need to get some more messages. Oop. I want my wife to hear. I want people in my church See? to hear. And God used him to be able to spread the word. Yeah. And yeah. so it was just so amazing because then from that point on, I had the affirmation of my family. My family was like, oh, my God, I've preached in my grandfather's church yeah. in the oh, same wow. church that, that Did they said they, said, <laughs> uh, they would never have a woman preacher. Wow. I've preached in his church. In fact, in his mentors, I'm sorry this is taking so long, no, but, this is but good. I just hope it's liberating for yes, somebody. Yes. In one of his mentees church for my grandfather in San Antonio, Texas, uh, Macedonia's Baptist Church, uh, Reverend Daly's an old man now. He was younger when he was uh, being mentored by my grandfather. But he's mm-hmm. an old man now. He had me come preach one day. And before I preached, he stood up to the congregation and he said, I want to make a public apology. Oh, my God. He said, I want to apologize to all the women out here that I have told you in the past that you could not preach. Mm. I want to say to you that I am sorry because God woke me up one night and asked me, who did I think I was? He said, who do you think you are to shut down? what I have placed within Mm -hmm. people in the body of Christ to share their gifts and you've shut it down. Who do you think you are? This man had the whole church in tears. I can't tell. I'm about to be in tears. I I know. I'm tear watering (laughs) up because it was so poignant. It was so important for him to do that because after my sermon, I I asked all the women who had gifts to come forth, gifts of preaching, gifts of teaching that they have never used to come forth that altar was flooded wow. with women who had been shut up in silence. Yeah. Yeah. But God's word says in Joel, it was re- Joel too is repeated in Acts two in my last days, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh, your sons and your daughters. Yep. Yep. Male, female. Yeah. They will prophesy. Yeah. They're going to speak God's word mm-hmm. in God's time. Everybody will speak God's word. Yeah. And the Bible is so full of people, women and men who spoke God's word. Mm-hmm. But we minimize them based on one scripture that was contextual. Understanding the context when Paul said for women to be silent in the church, it wasn't for all time. It was for a context. It was the reason why he said that. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't to shut women up forever because God said, I'm going to have you prophesy. Yeah. 
and prophesy is simply preaching, speaking forth God's truth. Yeah. So this is good. It's been challenging. Yeah. It was challenging. Yeah. Um, I can imagine. I, I have only been to one church where they asked me to speak from they said, Can you speak from the floor down there? Cause the pastor oh. didn't Ooh. want me to speak in his pulpit. And I looked at the pulpit and I was like, Oh, the way that's laid out. I don't want to trip on your stuff <laughs> anyway. I'll go there down there. Anyway. I said, just give me, just give me a microphone. I'll go. Yeah. But I've never been in a place where I have not been welcomed That's with good. the full gifting that God has given me. That's so good. Except for that one, one place. Good. But you know, it didn't even matter. Yeah. It didn't I, even matter. I know that that has really touched a lot of people. Cause I'm sure, like you said, people who have grown up in that type of environment or those types of churches, you know, are still struggling with, well, should I actually do what I'm mm -hmm. hearing or should I make other people happy? You know, cause really that's what it boils down to. Yeah. Am I going to go with what God tells me to do or if, I, or am I going to go with what everyone else is telling me? But you Jillian, know, it's applicable do. to every part of our life, mm -hmm. whether or not it's you deciding that you're going to move to another city, mm -hmm. you taking a different job, you changing careers, you having yeah. a baby, you yeah. getting married to somebody you love. Yeah. All of those things, sometimes people will say you can't. Yeah. People will limit us in our life. And if, you know, it can be your mom saying, mm -mm, don't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. And yeah. we get that stuck in our head. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a re reframing, you yeah. know, it's so much reframing that you do as you you grow up. I want to talk about this book uh -huh. now. I ha I'm a slow reader, so I have not read the entire book, but I want to tell you what happened. I I opened the book, and I'm one of those people, I'm like, God's going to give me a word, you know, mm -hmm. just like people do when you're reading the in, in the, the Bible. Bible. Right, yeah, you're just random like, opening. if I open it up, <laughs> what's it going to be today? So I did that. I opened the book. Um, her book is called Unthinkable, and it landed on page 146. Uh, forgiveness brings freedom. Mm. Um, this is from chapter eight, which is mm -hmm. unforgivable forgiveness. Unthinkable forgiveness. Unthinkable. I'm sorry. Unthinkable uh -huh. forgiveness. And uh, and I I was in tears because mm. the day before I had just had a conversation standing outside CVS with one of my friends. And she was saying, um, you know, I don't think you've forgiven this person. I was like, I, I promise you, I, I did. I did forgive them. And, <laughs> you know, and I was good. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know what? Lord has shown me it is not this person. It is a spirit. It is spiritual warfare. And I felt good. I have forgiven them. And then a week later, you know, you hear something yeah. or they do something else. And then it's like my forgiveness just went like, <laughs> down the toilet. Yeah. Did it go down the toilet? Like, I know <laughs> I did. And so, well, first I want to just start off by saying, I know you mentioned in the book, you did not, you weren't even going to mention Joseph's story because you had mm -hmm. spent time focusing on a lot of the women yeah. who were phenomenal women in, in the Bible. But um, you ended up talking about this. And, and yeah. why was it so important? I had to include Joseph because for us to live our best life ever, we can't carry that old baggage from the past mm -hmm. um, because what happens is when God raises you to a platform and then you encounter that person again, yep. how are you going to behave? How are you going to feel? How are you going to act? What, what, what is going to well up in you, you know, with, oh man, all the things that you wanted to say in the past, you didn't get a chance to say. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, I want to yeah. get it out of my chest. I can say it right now. Yeah. Or are you going to say, you know what? I will. I'll be good. Yeah. If I run into them, 
I can say, God bless you and really yeah, mean that. And really mean it. You know? Yeah. And really mean it. And and I think for forgiveness, it's not a one-time act. Mm-hmm. It's a continual act. It's something that we have to walk through because pain is very real. Mm-hmm. Emotional hurt is, is so damaging to our spirits mm-hmm. and our soul. And if we nurture that emotional hurt in, in the way that, you know, we, we're getting misery loves company because that's how we can be, right? It, it will settle up in us and we don't even realize how it's settled. Yeah. And we, you know, then we see that person and it's like this, uh, welled up of emotion wants to spew out on them at one oh, time. It's yes. like, it wants to vomit on them yes. all the time. All that hurt <laughs> that you've welled up and nurtured and yeah. said, but I have a right to feel this way. And you absolutely do. Yeah. But when you realize that it's better for you to be free. Yeah. It's better for you to not have to walk around and think about it all the time. Mm-hmm. It's better for it to not be the focus of your conversation. Yeah, It's yeah. better for you to say, you know what? I really am good. And I, when I say I'm good, I'm good. And then get to the point where you don't have to justify it. Oh, you know? yeah. Just oh, live yeah. it. Just, live Just be it. good and live it. Yeah, that's you know. So, so for forgiveness, yeah, it is. It brings you freedom. Mm-hmm. It brings you the freedom that that I call, I call unforgiveness a poison. And and that poison sometimes just it seeps into the deepest places. Yeah. That yeah. we didn't even realize. Oh yeah. And when it's time to let it go, man, we have to continue to walk in it to let it go completely. Oh yeah. It's a day by day thing. It is. It's a day by day. It is. And because you know what happens when you don't forgive, you end up in a place of bitterness and Ooh. resentment mm-hmm. and and it's toxic for your body physically it also is. you know like you'll wonder why am I sick well you're sick because you have not let these things go mm-hmm. um you know when you look at Joseph's story I mean you talk about a person who had the right to be mad I right. mean look at what his brothers did to him your own family your own all family. because of a dream I just told mm-hmm. y'all one thing <laughs> but no you know what let me tell you this it was more than a dream and that's what you'll learn about in unthinkable I asked God to give me fresh revelation on everybody's story yeah and I started looking back at Joseph's history and how why was it that his brothers hated him so much mm-hmm. and it wasn't that his father gave him the coat and it wasn't that he had the dream it was family drama yeah because remember his father had four women he had two wives and two concubines. That's right. And each of those women were having children from him, from the, the father. Mm-hmm. And they were all vying for his attention. Each one of those women. Everybody. And, and Joseph's mother was Rachel. And that's who his father really loved. And mm-hmm. he was the firstborn son by the woman that he really loved. So what mean, what, what did that mean? It meant he loved him. Yeah. And he loved him more. And the Bible says the daddy loved him more than all the brothers. He, he loved him. And... All those other brothers whose mother had been having children and said, well, maybe now your daddy going to see me now. Maybe your daddy going to love me now. (laughs) All of this stuff was going on. So they're all fighting for the daddy's attention. But Mm. Joseph got it. So there was this envy that had built up long before he got a coat. Yeah. yeah. There was envy built up long before God blessed him with um, with with the dream. dream. Mm -hmm. And so when he shared the dream. That's when they really they got went to the whole another level. <laughs> it went, yes, it went to another now level. Now we big mad <laughs> because then that's when they said, yeah. "Let's kill this dreamer yeah. and see what becomes of his dream." 
Yeah. That's one of the most spiteful, yeah. hateful things I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. And written in the pages of the Bible. Yeah. Let's kill this dreamer. You know, some of us have all kinds of dreams and people that are close to us are the ones that want to destroy that dream. Oh, yeah. They want to kill it and see what becomes of you now. Oh, yeah. Right. So you've had this dream of being a model or dream of being a business owner or dream of being a, a successful, you know, just how about just completing your college degree? Oh, yeah. And you, nobody in your family's ever done it. Mm -hmm. So let's kill this dream yeah. and see what becomes of her. Yeah. That's Oof. the thing that hurts me so oh, much. Yeah. But it didn't start when you had the dream. Yeah. Right. It didn't start already there before that. That's time. so good. So, yeah. That's so good. It's, um, it's something everyone has to deal with forgiveness. Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone, right. Yes. It, there's not a moment in time. I wouldn't think that someone hasn't done you wrong or said something about you mm -hmm. or everybody got haters. Okay. Mm -hmm. they're, they're all over the place. And um, it is a choice, right? Yes. It's a choice to to actually forgive. But I think a lot of times people get confused on what forgiveness looks like. Mm -hmm. um, you, or in their minds, it's defined a whole different way. Some people think forgiveness means I forgive this person. Now we need to get back together or <laughs> we need to be friends, you know, again. And that's not always the case, right? No, um, no it doesn't mean repaired relationships. It means that I let go of the poison that... I'm drinking, hoping you die. Right, 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 right. <laughs> that it really means I'm letting go of the bitterness that's really destroying my life. That's yeah. what unforgiveness does. It destroys our life. I love how you said it earlier, that it makes us sick. Mm -hmm. We get fibroids because of unforgiveness, yeah. okay? You yeah. know, there are some studies that show how uh, our emotional health is tied into our physical being. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're wondering why are we dealing with all this stuff? Well, we're dealing with all this stuff, and yeah. we're not letting it go. Yeah. You know, we're internalizing it, yeah. and it's manifesting itself and our bodies in so many different oh, ways yeah. because it's like a cancer that spreads and we can't let it yep, go let but it we go. gotta let it go so yeah you're absolutely right we have to let that thing go and and define and re redefine what the forgiveness is for us it doesn't always mean reconciliation mm -hmm. sometimes it just means i've let it go you know because sometimes you can't there's sometimes there's no opportunity to reconcile that person yeah. might have died oh yeah or you it know, might not be a conversation yeah it may not be a conversation, but you have to let it go in yourself. If that yeah. conversation is between you and yourself, you stand in the mirror, you having that conversation. I have let it go. I've let it go. Yeah. And let God handle it so yeah. that every day, if it takes a period of time repeating, I have let this go yeah. until it's free. Yeah. You know, until you're just yeah. living it yeah. and it's yeah. gone. You know, yeah. I always say, you'll know if you've really forgiven, if you imagine yourself in front of that person, what is it that you would say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the level of forgiveness that has come. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Mm -hmm. I try to picture that too, and I and I laugh because I really don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, because some of us are running high, like, oh, I don't want them to see me. You know, oh, oh, yeah. saw them over there, and I'm yeah. start sweating, and you know, you start yeah. avoiding them. But yeah, say that you were in a room mm -hmm. and something happened, and you ended up face to face with that person. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I had this uh, a situation a while back where um, a woman and I, we had a conflict and um, and I told myself, I was like, it's time to really forgive her and myself and the part that I played. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So and I did it. And I remember being at a stoplight and God saying, if you've really forgiven her, congratulate her on her new position. And I was like, OK, all right, Lord, you know sent her a text and, and God told me don't worry about the response if there is a response fine if there's not not you know mm -hmm. and I remember sending her a text and genuinely 
being happy for this person in this new stage in their life. And it felt so good. Well, it always feels good when God speaks to you, right? Because it's like, oh, you are paying attention to what's going on. (laughs) But to be at a place where you can really be happy for someone who at some point in time hurt you, Mm -hmm. you know, and being mature enough to understand you don't know what other people are going through. And, you know, a lot of people hurt people, hurt people and those kind of things. Like um, that was my first experience of really being conscious of okay I've forgiven this Mm -hmm. person okay Mm -hmm. and um, but like you said it is a process and I think sometimes people think you know someone hurt you today and um and 10 minutes later all right I forgive them and it's like well maybe you need to yeah (laughs) give me a little time to think about it (laughs) you You know know what else I think too Jillian is that um a lot of times we don't take ownership of what part we've allowed in it as well you know and if we look back as to why why was I hurt in this relationship and maybe you opened the door too quick maybe you made yourself too vulnerable maybe you exposed yourself too quickly to somebody that didn't did not deserve that level of information about you because people hurt you with your information right they hurt you the way that you know you let them know how to hurt you and then they hurt you that's uh, yes (laughs) yeah that's kind of how it happens a lot of times yes but we expose ourselves sometimes too quickly but when we take ownership of that yeah and say you know what I'm sure that there are probably people that I've hurt too I went through a period and I talk about it a little bit in the book that um God God wanted me to let go of some stuff it was some stuff I was like really kind of caring thinking I was okay yeah you know and finally God said no that's really unforgiveness and he showed Mm. me what it was looking like because I was like "Mm, I don't want to be around this person no yeah and this person used to travel me I'm like no you can't travel you can't be around you can't be in my space yeah you know apparently I got too much influence with you yeah I I don't want you near you know so I really started to separate myself from that person Mm. and God was like yeah that's that's unforgiveness and that's that's what you're dealing with and so I took ownership I prayed about it and I called her and I I I don't remember having done this to anybody before, but, you know, I called her and I said, hey, I said, I just wanted to say to you that I'm really sorry if I've hurt you in the past by my actions or by my words. And I knew that I'd said some things, you know, so by my words and my actions. And I want to ask you to forgive me. Yeah. Now, this is somebody I felt like hurt me. Yes. And I'm calling you to ask you to forgive me because God showed put the light on me. Yep. You know, and that's what. That's what happens. Sometimes he exposes you through your unforgiveness so yeah. that you see what was your part in this, yeah. you know, because we're, it takes two people to tango. It does. It okay? really does. And so when I, when I did that, it was like, she just opened up. She started crying and she was just like, Oh, thank you so much. I can't believe you called me. And I'm so sorry for the things I said about you. Mm. And she goes, I've been waiting for this day and I just didn't know how to approach you. Wow. And you know, it was a God timed event yep. because this is really important because sometimes we don't know. We rush out too quickly mm. to tell somebody, uh, forgive me or, or I forgive you. And it, especially if you call somebody, you say, I forgive you for what you did to me. And they're like, uh, <laughs> you like, wait a minute. <laughs> you? <laughs> yeah. you did everything to me. <laughs> so you may get your feelings hurt again. Yeah. <laughs> it starts all over. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but she was like, I was hoping to reach you. And so wow. God had been touching her heart yep. as he touched my heart. Yep. And so the forgiveness was complete. Yeah. And but we let go of the he needed you past. to take that step. He needed me to take the step because, well, he needed me to take the step, period. Yeah, I don't period. even know why, <laughs> but he just needed me to take the step yeah. because I had to own it. Yeah. Because I was, st- at that point, I think I had still been looking at her like she hurt me. Yeah. And I didn't see that how much I hurt her. And oh, so when so I started to realize, that, well, I'm sure I was in it too. Mm-hmm. He just set that whole wheel in motion for us to forgive one another. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. 
Yeah. I think a lot of people are going to be blessed by the entire book. I know for sure this chapter on forgiveness has really um, blessed me. So unthinkable. Where can people purchase the book? It's in Barnes and Nobles. It's in the bookstore as well as online at okay. barnesandnobles.com. They can also get it at amazon.com. Okay, good. Okay, and it's unthinkable by me or right. Is the Bible app still up? Yes, there is a five-day um, reading plan yes. that's a short devotional that you can start with. And it uses five, just a snippet. Yeah. I mean, really, it's I say good, a snippet, though, a but snippet. it's a good snippet. Yeah. It's some good snippets. Yeah, and it's on the YouVersion <laughs> yeah. Bible app, and they can just put in Unthinkable, and it'll help lead you along the yeah. way of just getting started. And it gives you just an idea of what you can receive yeah. from the book. But the book has so much more richness to oh, it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's 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 powerful. Um, the my, my prayer group, we did the... Um, um, the reading plan together. Yes. It's like eight of us. And we were really blessed by that too. Um, before I let you go, I, I wanted to see if you can just give some quick tips for our listeners. Um, respect my crown. Our, our key goals are spirituality, sisterhood, accountability, and service. Mm -hmm. So when you think of um, spirituality, can you just give us an idea of what your prayer life looks like? Yeah, my prayer life, I, I pray constantly. Um, I talk about in the Bible, somebody's like, you pray all the time. But I'm always in prayer in the sense that it's communication with God. Yeah. And so that doesn't mean I'm always on my knees. My positioning is different yeah. from my communication, mm -hmm. you know. And so there are times that I may be in a prayer closet. There are times I may be on side of my bed. There are times I may be laying in my bed. Times I may be sitting on side of my bed. Yeah. Times that I'm driving. Mm -hmm. Times that I'm just sitting and thinking and meditating. When I get a moment or times that something just, boom, comes up and somebody's in my my spirit I think about somebody yeah. and so it's a constant thing because my connection with God is it's bigger than my prayer life it's that sense of spirit and when he wants to talk to me yeah. then I just start talking and I want to listen yeah. to him as well and so sometimes it's just being quiet listening time yeah sometimes mm -hmm. it's being quiet just trying to hear from God mm -hmm. and I won't be uh, I won't be a hypocrite and say that I spend those hours in the moment some of my <laughs> mentors do and I'm just like God how do y'all do that I know I'm like oh because I wake up it's like the alarm goes off and I'm like Jesus Okay, yeah. <laughs> for this day, what I need, you know, yeah. and, and then so from that moment before I really hit, my feet hit the ground, I'm just really trying to be a meditative moment with God. What do I need from you today, God? Yeah. What do I need to give you mm -hmm. today? Let me be sensitive to your agenda because I have an agenda, right? Oh, yeah. I work on a calendar. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> let me be sensitive to your agenda yeah. so that if things need to flow and move in my life, then let them flow and move in oh, my life. Yeah. And so and I'm always just believing God for whatever he's going to do that day. Mm -hmm. He's going to do it. And yeah. I want to be sensitive to see that, oh, this is God said this, this is good. That, like, this is a God moment. That's right. This is a God moment. Cause yeah. I didn't know what I was going to talk about before just got it, you know, the yes. day of, and, and I'm so excited because forgiveness is such a big part of our lives yeah. and it's something that we will never stop doing. Yeah. We will yeah. always be in a, in a place of needing to offer forgiveness yeah. to others yeah. because we're going to set ourselves free. Oh yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Um, sisterhood. We mm -hmm. know that you are a member of Alpha, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Yeah. Um, but when you think about your actual tribe, the people mm -hmm. that are probably closest to you, what are a couple of 
I don't know, characteristics or, or things that are on your, they got to have this. To be around me, you have to have this. You know? <laughs> I like that. Um, you know what? I always say um, I'm, I'm grateful that God gave me intelligence and he gave me the ability to speak and all of those things. But I like to surround my people, uh, myself with people who are smarter than me. Yes. Who can outthink me. Yeah. <laughs> right? I want I want, I yes. want you to be, I don't want to be the smartest girl in the room. If yeah. you're the smartest girl in the room, you've outgrown your, your tribe. Yep. Okay? You yep. need to add some more people <laughs> that can right. help you think even better. Yeah. You know, I like to be around people who are progressive-minded or like-minded. Yeah. I don't like to be around negative people. Yeah. I don't like people that, you know, are like, oh, but this. Yeah. Oh, but that. You know, if it's always, oh, but this, yeah. you can't be in my tribe because I'm a positive thinker. Yeah. Right? And so I like if I see a situation that is something that is not working, not functioning, I'm not a quitter. Yeah. I'm like, let's go let's get another it screwdriver. Out. <laughs> yeah, go get another screwdriver because something else got to work, okay? Yeah, yeah. We're going to fix this thing. Yes, yes. So positive people, yeah. people who are even challenging. Yes. Yeah, you absolutely. know, and, and people who are smarter than you. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, accountability. Um, I want to thank you for holding me accountable. And uh, a lot of times we, we want to get advice from people um, especially people who are close to us. And while we're not that close, but mm-hmm. um, close enough that I can call you and say, hey, this is what I'm struggling with. Right. I want to thank you for your accountability because uh, Mia is quick to say, hey, uh, li- li- I got a word. <laughs> let's, you know, rather than me just give you advice, let's also look at the word and see what God mm-hmm. says about this situation. Mm-hmm. And that is what I need because um, I've been very blessed to have um, women around me who are my closest friends. They don't live here, but um, they all know Christ. Mm-hmm. And and you don't realize how important that is until you go through hard times or right. they go through hard times. And it's like, I need people who are praying for me, who are going to check me and say, hey, mm-hmm. you know. So my question to you about accountability is, um, do you have people in your circle that hold you accountable and what does that accountability look like oh man i went through a really rough period with a friend before a former friend and um i had an accountability circle that held me accountable because i'm like y'all i'd never been in this position before mm-hmm. and i was being publicly attacked mm. i'm like i'm i've never been in this position before so yeah what do i do and yeah. each one of them i mean it was like it, you would have thought that they were all talking to one another. Maybe yeah. they were. I don't know. <laughs> but when I spoke with each one of them, they gave me sound advice. Yeah. And were like, Mia, now if you do something against this, you'll see something different. Different response happen. Yeah. But you know, it was accountable accountability. First yeah. of all, that I could trust them. Yeah. To tell them, I could tell them what was going on and how I felt. Yeah. Because people can know what's going on, but they don't know how you feel about oh, it. Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah. You can they can make an assumption, but they, they don't right. know how you really how it's really affecting you. Yeah. So to be vulnerable with them to let them know how this is making me feel, but then also to be accountable to say, oh my God. And this is what happened. There were many times that I wanted to do something against what they said for me to do, mm-hmm. and I would call somebody. Yeah. I would oh, say, yeah. look, this is where I am right now. This is yeah. how I'm feeling. Yeah. And this is what I want to do. And they would say. But you can't. Yeah, you can't do it. You got to take the high road. My friends say, um, please don't thaw out your petty patty. 
<laughs> keep it in the freezer. Okay. And it's like you have those moments, and I, I joke saying petty, but you know, there are moments where it. you feel like, I got the right to say this. Yes. Or I have the right to do this. And it's good to know that people, because it only takes one person to agree with you. You know what? You should. My friends will mm-hmm. not do it. Yeah. And so it is great to have those people in your corner. The last thing is um, service. Um, what is one of the most rewarding ways that you give back other mm-hmm. than obviously pastoring mm-hmm. <laughs> a church? I think uh, actually one of the biggest things are mission uh, mission fields. And when we are able to go and really serve those communities, I'll think back to one of the times that we were in Tanzania mm-hmm. and we went to empower women. And there were women that came, I said, they came in with babies strapped on their back. Wow. They were riding in the back of rice trucks, you know, like, Gosh loaded with stuff and they came from all around to come and hear what we were sharing with them and it was God's word to empower them but it was also really just telling the stories of other people much like in unthinkable telling the stories of other people who have succeeded who led in their time mm-hmm. who did great things and it empowered these women to go back and these women left with the level of knowledge that they didn't have before mm. so when they left they were able to go back to their communities and where we were the area that we were it was an oral society so they weren't in there flipping the Bible to tell it, it was what came out of their mouth. So what they heard in their ear, what they learned and memorized in their head and kept in their heart was what they went back to share with other people to empower them. Mm. And so I think one of the biggest ways that we give back is we empower others. But the, um, Sometimes we have to redefine what that looks like as well, because we can empower people with knowledge, but then don't give them opportunity. Mm. And so that's another big area is giving people an opportunity to serve. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we fill our positions and we're doing really great there, but we don't bring others alongside. We don't intern. We don't mentor. We don't say come alongside so you can learn, because when God shifts me off of this. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not going to be in this position too long. Yeah. But the crazy thing is that sometimes we get stuck and we think we're going to stay just where we are. Yeah. But if God, you know, expecting God to do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ever ask or think, he wants to shift you to another place. Yeah. So somebody and, needs to be there. And you can't just leave it <laughs> vacant. Yes. You got to you gotta fill it with yeah. somebody. And my goal is fill it with somebody who can do it better than I could. Yeah. You know, so, so I want, I'm not intimidated by somebody saying, Oh, she's doing a 10 times better job than you did. I'm like, good. I trained <laughs> Ooh, her. Right. <laughs> she's better. Was my mentee. I trained she's her. She's better. She, she's so much better yeah. than me. I saw that. You know, I want to be sensitive to see the yeah. talent that I can help develop yeah. and to empower and then to give the opportunity to. Yes, yes. That's so, so that's service to me. Mia, you've been such a, a wonderful blessing to us today. And thank you for being here. Um, c- where can people follow you? They can follow me. All my social media is at Mia Wright. Okay. Um, the Facebook page is at Pastor Mia Wright. Okay. But Instagram and all that at Mia Wright. And my website is MiaWright.com. Awesome. So they can find me there. Um, let's see. Then. And, we can just, <laughs> and you could come to church. Yeah. <laughs> if church you're in the Houston area. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 